What's happening guys, it's B-Rad from the FSB Creators and I just wanted to come to you before the Three Footers Extra Time episode to let you know about the FIFA 23 giveaway we are doing. So, what has basically happened is, if you haven't already checked it out, you need to go and check out the YouTube series Pack to the Future on the FSB account. For those on YouTube, the links are down in the description there. But go and search FSB Creators over on YouTube and you should find the videos there. And basically what happened is, me, Luke and Merz all went head to head over the year with our pack luck, opening packs during the promos. Whoever got the best one managed to escape having to give away a copy of FIFA 23. Now, unfortunately, myself and Merz were the two losers. So we are combining our funds to provide you with a copy of FIFA 23. Now, obviously, it is currently the 12th of August as I am recording this and as you will see this today. Um, and we will obviously want to give you a copy before uh, the 20th of August so that you can have the option to obviously pre-order the Ultimate Edition and get all those lovely perks. So what is going to happen? We are going to run this giveaway for five days. There is going to be a YouTube video up going tonight, 7 p.m. on the YouTube channel that will be the giveaway for FIFA 23. What we will be doing is we'll give you the funds, the wallet funds for your console for the standard edition and then if you guys want to upgrade you can obviously just add the little extra to upgrade onto your account to get ultimate edition pre-ordered for fifa 23 okay so make sure you go over to the youtube channel subscribe turn the notification bell on as well so that tonight at 7 p.m when that video goes live you can get in there watch that video follow the instructions and make yourself entered into the giveaway let's just get into today's podcast episode what up FIFA Tears and welcome to the Three for Tears podcast extra time where we will be doing some of your questions and answering those and also our feature for the hot takes this week is going to be around the UCL. Now I say we because obviously I'm joined by my fellow FSB creators and that is Luke and Merz. How are you guys doing? I'm doing alright. Not too bad. It is hot. It's warm isn't it? Yeah, yeah it is. It's lovely. It is warm. Roasty. We've just um, got off the back of uh, recording the podcast episode for this week. So if you haven't listened to that, then pause this now. Go listen to that because obviously some of the things we want to talk about might refer back to that episode. So go and listen to that, then listen to this, then go to YouTube, drop a like on all our videos and all our socials and follow us everywhere that you can. Um, the first thing we're going to talk about is, is the UCL. So... Um, Obviously, it starts on, um, well, the group stages start uh, September the 6th this year. Um, and currently, we're going through that kind of early phase at the moment where there's some um, qualification groups still being on. So we've got the likes of uh, a Benfica, Dynamo Kiev, um some other uh, Rangers, Monaco, all in the sort of qualifications at the moment. So obviously they're trying to find their way to get into the Champions League. Um, and obviously, Luke, your team are vying for a Champions League title this year as well. I mean, loosely. Loosely use that word. Let's not, loosely. Let's not pretend we're having a 2019 again. That's, I don't <laughs> think, going to happen. As much as so, I like the Spurs side... How they're doing? 
I don't think I'm going to start suddenly being delusional and say, oh, 2019's happening again, Champions League final. No, no. That, that's not on the cards. Maybe, a little bit more maybe depth, a quarter, though, this year. Maybe a quarterfinal. A little bit more depth to your squad, though, this year will certainly help, do you think? Oh, it will help, but Conte's not exactly been a Champions League manager. That's that's no. my that's always my counter argument here, is he went out two Spurs in the group stage I think twice when he was at Inter, maybe he might have uh, once he might have still. Been I definitely remember the first, yeah. I think one was we knocked out Inter when we got to the final, and then I think a year later they're in our group again when we had Bayern Munich in the group got slapped seven one seven seven one or seven two, we got slapped and then still got out of the group ahead of Inter Milan. So, yeah, he's never been the UCL sort of focused. So, I don't think it's going to be a particularly strong, strong showing. As I said, maybe a quarter final if we're lucky. So, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not going to hold out for much. What about for yourself, Mez? Well, uh, Arsenal are going to get to the final. And uh, actually, even win the Champions League. There we go. That, that's that's my my prediction right here. Now, uh, in terms of realistically looking at some of the teams that are obviously qualified at the moment, Real Madrid have obviously always got to be a, a name that's mentioned for mm-hmm. yep. getting a Champions League title. They always show up in that tournament. I would say with the business that Bayern have done as well this summer, I think that's another sort of contender to be had but I think the English Cubs will definitely have a strong showing I I feel for the latest stages of the Champions League I'm going to say Chelsea get knocked out in the quarters this year I Mm -hmm. feel Tottenham might probably be a sort of similar situation and I think Manchester City probably going to fail in the semis and I think Liverpool might be making their way to. Uh, I feel I'm going to say them in the Champions League final again. So you're going so. for a repeat of last season. So Chelsea go out in the quarterfinals, City losing the semi-finals, Real Madrid beating Liverpool again. Are we, are we going for full repeat here, Mers? Yeah. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm just gonna say it's exactly as like last year. Yeah. Full on. Okay. So you're basically going for a deja vu. It's going deja full vu. deja vu, apart from you said yeah. Tottenham don't drop into the Europa League. Like, uh... did United drop into the Europa League last year? I can't even remember. United, yes, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. I, I fully forgot about that. That forget. I actually couldn't remember. No, they didn't. No, they got no, through. They didn't. No, they, they didn't. didn't. They topped the group. They did get through. Villarreal, yeah. Villarreal and Atalanta. That Jesus. Yeah, they did because um, Ronaldo saved them, didn't he? He did. Mm. And then they he, went he, he, out to Atletico. Uh, yes, they did. So, yeah, actually, that's nearly a nailed on. Apart from Spurs round of sixteen would be the would be the perfect. Um, I do see City tripping up. Uh, I'm I'm not going to say City to win as much as that's the almost obvious pick, but un- unobvious because they have such bad luck in the competition. I don't think Haaland's changing that as much. He's got a very good record, even dating back to the Salzburg days. I just don't see. I just don't see it. I, I personally, I'm gonna 
Obviously, it depends on finishes in the group stages and things like that. But I'm personally, I'm going to go for an all English Man City Liverpool final. Um, so not a repeat final. of this year, but a repeat of two years ago. Was it? That was Chelsea. The Chelsea. Oh, it was Chelsea, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. So, um, yeah, not a, not a, not a repeat of last year, but I I feel like I know Haaland necessarily might not change things, but I just think maybe history might change things a little bit for Man City and obviously it does depend on the draw a little bit in terms of what they come up against in the semi-final but really like they shouldn't have they shouldn't have been knocked out in the semi-final this year like that that game was all but over if they'd have just been a little bit smarter in the way they played towards the end there and and not you know. taking off the Bruyne that's all they needed to do yeah. was not take off KDB so yeah so I think I don't think that they're, um, I think that they'll improve on last year, and the only way they can obviously do that is get into a final. I fancy though, because I think I've because I think I've given them the Premier League. If they can keep all of their team fit, so that they've obviously built on their squad depth a little bit um, this season, I feel like I've, Liverpool this year might get a treble. A treble. Yeah. I think they'll win a. I think they'll win a domestic cup, and I think the Champions League and and the Premier League. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, that's a bold imagine. statement. It's, it's, I think it's it's considering it is the only bold. game. That's a bold statement. Well, yes, obviously we're just off the back of them drawing two two, but especially um, considering your opinion of Nunes. Well, this is. This is another thing that needs to be managed, I suppose, doesn't it? Is does you know do, does Klopp bring this bravado under control a little bit? I suppose we'll find out in the coming weeks. How do you do it? I mean, it's got to be done on the training ground and stuff beforehand. But do you also maybe not give him as much game time now? Do you maybe? No, put... he didn't start the game. He got brought on yeah. as a sub to then do that impact. So he did. But there's also. Start but there's also. Um, other people that can come on as well, isn't there? He's not the only person to come into that role. Isn't Jota still injured or still out for some for some reason? So who Is else is really injured? through the middle? Yeah, that's why Jota wasn't. Anyway, I'm pretty certain he's still injured. Okay. So then it's probably going to, have to be managed on the training ground, um, and and yeah, we'll see. I mean, at the end of the day, the result is is always going to take priority, isn't it? And if he thinks that bringing him on is is what he needs, and he's going to bring him on. Um, but he does need to just take take a little bit of that immaturity out of him if he wants to kick on and be as instrumental in uh, Liverpool's success this year as as he maybe wants to feature. I mean, that's the thing he needs to realise that he doesn't need to have all this um, to get his like highest stats. Uh, you know, as in as in terms of his own personal stats, they will just come if he just performs for the team. Mm. His so, own personal statistics don't don't you know will will naturally be will increase and and be better if he just plays for the team rather than goes for the the whatever the the outrageous or the outlandish or whatever you want to call it. But don't you feel like certain players? So I didn't say this in in the ordinary podcast, but would would you say that certain players almost need a certain type of swagger, 
a certain type of flair in their game. So Ronaldo without any swagger or flair, etc. Or Diaz in the same team. Diaz has got a lot of flair about him. Does some interesting skills on the pitch. I see you mentioning Nunes, um, but I don't see you saying anything about Diaz and his flair and his swagger that he has when taking on players. Oh, I'm not talking about just taking on players, though, necessarily. I no, think that it's I think he it. shows he shows a, a bit of arrogance almost about it as well, though, doesn't he? I'm bring you back to Ronaldo when I say arrogance. Well, uh, it was it was more the fact that it was the type of shot Nunes was trying to do twice there with what once that which actually resulted in the goal but didn't because it was a deflected shot but it was more the fact that it's like was he was almost trying to go for I, I suppose there's nothing wrong with trying to go for glory right but it was just like doing it in trying to embarrass the imp- opponent I guess because he could have tried to go for the near post in shot like with his left foot or something like that I don't know mm-hmm. what footing he is but surely in that situation a lot of players they'll just try and go top left or no top right but like sort of like tapping it upwards so it sort of like eludes the goalkeeper a tiny bit but he was literally trying to back heel it so yeah. like sort of make it curve in or something to the far post instead and he failed the first time and then it was like I'm pretty sure it was then the second shot he did exactly the same thing but then got the rebound and the goal and it's just like man please why are you doing that like just try and use a bit more of your brain maybe it's just the inexperience coming through a little bit well especially when you're trying to get your team back into the game like you know it's like let's say there's going to be some of that kind of flair pizzazz whatever you want to call it when you're you've scored you know one or two goals your team of four or five nil up or whatever you know maybe maybe a little bit of showboating would be acceptable then but you're trying to get your team back in the game against a fulham um who have come out and absolutely taken it to you and yeah probably caught them off guard and whatever but you still got to get back in the game you still got to try and get your team some points at the end of the day and so i think like you say when you if you try it once and you don't, and it doesn't come off. Um, to then try it again, I think that's a little bit of immaturity. A little bit, but I think you've got to have some of that as a part of your game. If, if that's who he is as a player, if that defines him as, as what kind of a player he is, then I think, personally, you don't want to take those kind of traits fully out of a player. No, no, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I just think that time and a place is definitely important. Like I say, if he'd have, if he'd have pulled that off for that second time and done exactly the same, not not scored the goal when he could have just tapped it in, mm-hmm. um, and then you know that then the second that second goal goes in and, and Liverpool only win two one, and I think that sort of is something that probably features in a lot of headlines about you know. Has he stopped them from winning the game from showing a bit too much flair? I mean, at the end of the day, you look at some of the goals, like Scorpion kicks and stuff like that. They're fine. But that's down to maybe the situation where the ball was. But I feel like in a team where you're going to have people that are doing 
passing in the right place. Like, they wouldn't have passed so that he can do that. They would pass in so that he could simply use the inside of his left foot to try and put into the back of the net. But he's going, nah, do you know what? I'll let it go slightly through my legs and then just go pew with the back of my right heel. I just don't see that often happening, you know? No. And when you or doing it twice in one game, should I say? Uh, if it was he left it just once, I don't think I would have brought it up. No, I think it's if you if he did it once, successful or not, you don't mention it, do you? No, it's the fact that he tried to do it twice and he just got a bit lucky with the second attempt. Yeah, and that's it, isn't it? Like I think the reason we're talking about it as well is because it, it was that second one, however way you want to look at it, was still fortunate. Mm. It was still fortunate that he actually that it actually came off, and it could have pr- cost the, the, his team a potential yeah. loss. Exactly. In some ways. Exactly. And then that's where I think, like you know, that's that's where he's then got it's then got to be managed, and you've got to then try and find that ground of like where do I, um, where do I like like Luke says, where do I not stop this kid from doing the things that maybe have. Uh, have come naturally to him because you don't want to take something out of him that maybe has made him as successful as he has been, um, or or made him as promising as he has, is, you know, is going to be. But you also want to make sure that he does know that at the end of the day, the team win is what is the most important thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, either way, I think with their depth, I just think. I see. I see Liverpool winning, winning multiple trophies, and yes, if they can maybe get him on board. Although you know, at some point, like I say, they will have um, Jota as well as 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 Firmino as options in that role as well. So you know, is is he's still got he's still got to realise that he is still going to be competing for his place this year. Nothing's nothing's set in stone just because you scored um, scored an assist against Fulham on the opening day of the Premier League. You know, mm-hmm. well, you got. Was it two goals in the Community Shield? One? Yes, yeah. He, he started well. He has started well. He has started well. And and I certainly, even in a, even in a, a team where he's going to be rotated a, a fair amount, I still think he will get quite a few goals. We always we said this, didn't we, last time when we talked about um, the Premier League goal scorers and stuff. They're, they're always going to be a team that their, their goals are sort of balanced across all the forwards. Mo Salah had a few more. I think we looked at about four more than the others, but generally that will be spread across that front three, whereas, um, as we said, like a Haaland or someone will probably get, um, in my opinion, probably get a top goal scorer because he will be Man City's main focal point for a striker this year. Um, but yeah, I see that. So I think then maybe, yeah, like you say, I think it's kind of a, a bit of a same old story. I could see a Real Madrid get into a semis, I could see a Bayern Munich this year getting to a semis as well because um, they've obviously made improvements on their team this year um, and had a very um, convincing open day game against Frankfurt mm-hmm. in the in the Bundesliga. It was like five one at half time or something crazy. Um, Wouldn't know. And I think they only I think they only end up winning six one in the end. I say only, but you know, given. Given the half-time result, you think that would have been, um, could have been anything. Uh, 
But yeah, so I would, I would, that would be, I would say maybe a, a Liverpool, if a Liverpool buy Munich, because I'd like to see Mane go against Liverpool. Just think that would be quite nice as a non, mm. you know, football non non team alleged fan. And then Man City versus Real Madrid, and I think they'd seal the deal this time, kind of get their get their revenge. Um, unfortunately, I don't see. I don't see Chelsea this year doing as well in the league, let alone as well in the Champions League. Um, I think they will scrape through to the round of 16, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're out in the round of 16. So, that's why I'm going to slightly differ from you. I'm going to say Chelsea. Uh, Jock, we call this hot takes, and you guys are going fairly safe with those mm-hmm. teams. I'm going to say Chelsea reach semi-final. Ooh. Chelsea are suited to a competition like this. Only need one goal to win. They're a defensive team who will try and find a goal. They won't sit on said goal, but they they don't. They they are not a team that's currently all about hitting teams for four or five, knocking off the park. I think they can be one of those teams that just gets maybe a goal, maybe two goals, and will then be resolute defensively. Hmm. I think they're going to be that kind of team that are just going to get through based off of those kind of results. They'll fall at the second to last hurdle. But I can see them getting a fair way through. A side that no one's mentioned yet, and I'm going to say them because we've not mentioned underachievers, Barcelona. I think they are... I almost want them to underachieve based off of how they've conducted themselves this window. Yep. Yep. I... (laughs) I was, I keep, I'll, I'll, I'm going to forever say this, and I just I had a post come up recently um, about on Facebook, and I commented on it. I think Sport Bible maybe uh, mentioned it that Braithwaite. Mm-hmm. So um, he's waiting for, he's basically not refusing to kind of go easily um, mm-hmm. because they will owe him, they owe him two years worth of salary as per his contract. Um, and someone was saying, or it was saying in there about basically he's wealthy. So he is a, um, what do you call it? Someone who has loads of properties, property developer, I suppose, or, you know, um, so he's got a lot of money. Basically he's invested very wisely with his earnings over his career and he doesn't need the money, but need doesn't mean that's the point. The point being that they owe millions I think 17 million to De Jong I saw um, and not to mention those others like PK and things uh, yet yeah, still bringing in players and I just find that whole like the whole ethos of that just doesn't sit right um, so yeah I'm with you I, I kind of want them to fall by the wayside and I want them to struggle even to get top three in La Liga this year and just kind of like almost get given their just desserts yeah so i think they're gonna go round of 16 honestly uh, that that's where i want them to go uh, they went out obviously group stage last year to go into the europa league i can see them i can just i'm almost willing it to happen at this stage because you mentioned the deferred wages and stuff i'm going to quickly take a bit back onto there because it was a development today with the frankie de Jong situation david ornstein may or may not have put out something on Twitter as an exclusive saying Barcelona told De Jong 
on 15th of July, so about three, four weeks ago now, they have evidence of criminality around the contract given by the old board and there's cause for legal action versus all involved. Barcelona right. have asked him to, an, to annul the deal and revert to his previous terms. Okay. So they practically are threatening De Jong at this... Uh, borderline, borderline blackmail to take his old deal, not... So this is... <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. I, I saw some someone classically put in a comment saying explain to like to me like I'm a five year old, and they said it's like the teacher gave you all your milk at lunch, and they said if you drink your milk you're expelled. I mean, don't get me wrong; they will they will obviously have, you know, their team of lawyers, whoever that might be, looking through every single ounce of paperwork they've got. I imagine to try and find loopholes here, because um, it might well save them millions of pounds, which they obviously don't have at the moment, but. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, it's just another thing, isn't it? Um. At this point, they've obviously lost the respect of fans, I imagine, um, and a lot of a lot of the the footballing world around them as well. Um. Obviously, we know Dion ended up not heading towards the Premier League like we were first thought. I don't blame him. I mean, he doesn't. He's he 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 expressed that he didn't want to come, um, and it was a case of him being forced out due to the money situation there. But now, after being treated this way, you know, you got he's got to stand his ground, doesn't he? But you don't you don't really want to be at a club like this now. I don't imagine. Christ no, no. So regardless of how this plays itself out, regardless of when this eventually settles, I imagine. Dion will find himself at a new club in the not so distant future. Um, whether it will be a Premier League club or not, it doesn't sound like it. If I'm honest, based on based on what his uh, his opinion of England or certainly place certain places in England where you might go to be in one of the top teams, but that is how it is. It's just how it is. Mers, what what's your? Yeah. So we, we've got. I, I just wanted to quickly touch on Mers here. Feel he's not had a chance to say his underachievers because you you've mentioned Chelsea. I want to make sure Mers, who's your, I guess, full-on uh, underachievers. I mean, I'm I'm going to say Chelsea as well, for partially because I think they'll come second in a group and then get drawn against somebody big. But I'm I'm going to say probably what I feel like one of the Italian teams, but I'm trying, trying to decide which of the Italian teams in particular it's going to be. I... I'm going to say Juve probably to underachieve again in the Champions League, I feel, again. This is a bit hard because also we haven't had a group stage draw, so you don't know mm. what like the group of deaths going to be like because that's also another telltale sign of what could potentially yeah. be underachieving stuff. But I feel Juventus probably is going to be sort of like maybe another sort of underachieving sort of situation. I I don't think you're going to see any of the Italian teams in the semi-finals for sure. You probably might see one in the quarter-finals, maybe, and maybe like three of three out of the four maybe get through to the round of sixteen. What if I, I mean, said to you then, um, the group of the death involves Chelsea? 
I could see him getting second. I see them potentially even getting third. If yeah, it's same. A group of death with Chelsea because I just feel like, although yes, defensively they could be sound, but you know if they are one nil down and they have to attack, where where is that attacking like side gonna come from? Yes, they have yeah. Sterling and Verts and stuff, but without any pr- true striker. Uh, or even like Mount will supply some of the Mm -hmm. attack and stuff and maybe like that sort of like interlink between the defense and the attack but again I I, like you look at Man City you go Kevin De Bruyne proper class like he can supply the goals and not supply the goals supply the passes to the attackers yeah he's the surprise um and then you like look at Liverpool all round like the whole entire attack, and then you got um, Thiago in midfield, who's obviously a good playmaker and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I just look at Chelsea, and I'm just like, where's the proper true class playmaker within that team? Yeah. No, I do know what you mean. I feel like they, like I say, we said in the previous thing that they had a few obviously interceptions on some potential good transfers or certainly improvements to their team um, that didn't obviously come off. And then with that, they lost a lot of the kind of what their glue, I would say, was last year. Like Rudiger for certain, like the guy was, the guy had a standout season for them. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm... I'm Definitely, they are my pick, and I want to see. I'm in, I'm intrigued to watch them and see how they progress or how they find things or whether they'll do what you said, Luke. Will they just keep scraping through on short little one nils, um, or will they come unstuck? It's going to be interesting. I think I'm, I'm the same. I think group of death they could find themselves third um, and struggling. But we do have a question put to us um, by one of our listeners um, around the UCL as well so Venom um, posed the question that if you could have a choice would you choose your team to win the UCL or your country to win the World Cup now obviously for you Mers, this is a little bit different isn't it because this isn't going to be your country in terms of where you live or, or yeah. your nationality but it's going to be Spain so mm-hmm. first of all let's deal with the the, the, the that sort of uh, question so you've got Arsenal to win the Champions League or you've got Spain to win the World Cup Arsenal to win the Ch- Champions League I feel hands down yes Spain win the World Cup would be nice but um, just the fact that Arsenal have never won the Champions League and it would be nice to have that coveted mm-hmm. trophy in club football. Definitely would be a nice feeling and to be able to say, yes, Arsenal have won a Champions League would be good. And also, because at the end of the day, financially for a club, the Champions League means so much as well because winning the World Cup doesn't necessarily bring other than glory to a nation it doesn't necessarily change anything about that no. nation or anything like that whereas in for club side of football say winning it it means that like you look a bit more attractive to in the transfer market when you're going out signing players the extra money again means that you can go out and get a bit slightly bigger player 
to bring in as well so it can help improve the season next time out you only just have to look at say liverpool and stuff like that and the fact that they normally haven't been making big signings but obviously get into the final not necessarily winning it i did uh, they did win it a couple, a couple a few seasons ago it means that they could go out and get that 85 million nunez and stuff whereas yeah would they been able to do that necessarily with if they say fallen in the quarter fi- quarterfinals or uh didn't win the fa cut no no um to get got to a maybe like fifth round of the FA Cup and get knocked out like getting to finals and winning things gives you more oomph in yeah definitely yeah. in transfers and stuff so yeah Champions League all all the way and that is it isn't it I suppose it's the other the I feel like I probably we may obviously we'll get an explanation as well but I feel like we're going to get a similar answer from Luke um it's the elevation I suppose isn't it that the that that gives the club it's not just a like you say the um the euthanasia uh, of winning the ucl it's also everything euphoria. that then does Euph- for your Euph- future euphoria not euthanasia, euphoria. yeah two not euthanasia things yeah two very no. different things yeah it euphoria. does yeah. euphoria yeah euphoria yeah not the one that um yep yeah. <laughs> yep is something yeah. that they do to dogs and, and animals mm-hmm. that are suffering mm-hmm. um yes uh so yeah i think um it's that 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 thing isn't it it does it sets you up for your for your future certainly for that season going forward and maybe even more because like you say if you attract the player they don't tend to just sign for one year based on you know that you, you get them for a good good couple of seasons at least um mm-hmm. and then hopefully go on to win more trophies ucl trophies as it is so um yeah luke I, I, like I said, I think we know the answer, but Tottenham the, to win the UCL or England to win the World Cup? See, I I love the World Cup and I, I, I love sort of England to win something. But you're promising a Spurs fan a trophy of any kind. Like, <laughs> you could you could pretty much say FA Cup at this point. You could say League Cup and I'll consider it like we're that desperate. <laughs> like, to, to dangle the Champions League in front of a Spurs fan a like a while, carrot, as much as I'd like... Honestly, I've seen Spurs fans get tripped up on this question before. Like, uh, I don't know if you've seen um, Lee from AFTV when he said if Kane scored the winner in a World Cup, he wouldn't celebrate. And they okay. normally come back with a, yeah, but if Sol Campbell scored one, would you celebrate? Oh, I'd, I'd run around the room with my top off. I'd, England win a World Cup, England win a World Cup. Yes. But that being said, Spurs do need a trophy desperately. <laughs> So I'm, yeah. I'm very much torn over this. You'd think it's easy. You'd think it's really easy. I think... I mean, I, I, do you know what? I, I'm actually going to go against what my gut said and I'm going to say England to actually win a World Cup. I'm going to go really? with that instead. Yeah. As much as I'd love Spurs' guaranteed trophy, Spurs winning the UCL, whilst it would shut Arsenal up for a while, Chelsea have won two. It would be big, but it wouldn't be like still... Chelsea would have bragging rights and still bring that up. It wouldn't be an automatic conversation ender. It'd be a huge upset, but the general euphoria of England winning a major tournament. Not euthanasia? Not, no, not euthanasia, no. Okay. No, the sheer euphoria of it, though. Okay. That, I think that'll be it for me. I think, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the, uh, the all for one, one for all approach. Fair enough, fair Which enough. Which shocks I mean, me myself. 
this is obviously a lot easier for me. Um, would you rather Chelsea win the Champions League or would you rather... Oh, no, I was going to say Norwich. Oh, no, no. So, yeah. You know you support it's easy. Chelsea when you need to. <laughs> it's easy. Norwich to win the Champions League without a doubt. No, I mean, yeah, no, obviously I don't I don't support a team um, like, like we have alluded to in the past. I follow uh, a team mainly. So I follow Norwich because obviously I live in Norwich or in and around Norwich. And... Um, and my brothers growing up all support a Chelsea, so that's why I sort of tend to follow them, even though obviously I don't think they're destined for great things this year. Um, but I don't have any affiliation to them, so it's fine. I can say that. Um, but I will still obviously be speaking to my brother about that, and obviously we'll we'll chat as that season goes on about them. But um, yeah, generally, obviously, I would I would want England to. I think like I've been abroad. Um, so I was abroad in Greece when Greece won the Euros. Um, really? And it was fantastic. Um, That's even more of an underdog story as well. Yeah, like the... the I mean, they set the roads on fire. Um, they, like, the, there was no way anybody in and around Corfu at that time thought they were getting any sleep that night um, because it just was not going to happen. The, and they it's, wonder it's just why incredible. they're in debt so soon afterwards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably did put them into recession. Um, and hey, we're version on one anyway, so we might as well win the World Cup now. Exactly. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, I just—I I mean, don't get me wrong. In terms of uh, riots and costs to um, pubs and, uh, and things that will take a lot of damages and things during that time, just because we're Brits and that's just how we act. Um, obviously, won't be ideal, but. Yeah, I, I, I remember, um, I think it was, was it the game? I think it was, no, I don't think it was the Croatia game. No, it might have been the Croatia game, actually. When, I, I remember anyway, that I went to, um, I had my mate round here watching England. It was, I think, I don't think it was Croatia game, because I'm pretty sure we won. Um, and we went out the, we went out to McDonald's other fast food chains are available and um saw the a pub in, in a local town near me had some scaffolding kind of uh, seating area that they built up ready for the the competition and had like a massive projector screen outside and pre-game we've obviously gone out to get our mackies and um even even with the music on in the car you could just hear the chanting like from about half a mile away as you pulled up to it. And it was just like, you know, we obviously turned the music off, got the windows open, and as we drove past it, like it was just incredible. Like the atmosphere of it was just incredible. So I can just like take that and times it by a hundred just makes me excited for the prospect of, of England winning the World Cup. Um, just I just think... being in the pub. So I, I was in um, in my club, my local football team's clubhouse, the one I played for, when Luke Shaw scored. That yeah. that in itself is the moment that would pretty much be the same. There's something about beer being spilled over you that's okay during that time. <laughs> oh, 100 percent. Yeah, and hoping that it is definitely beer. Um, the only uh, other question we have for today is from Roman um, now I, I, I'm i not going to say the question I'll let, I'll let 
let Mo say it because Mo, as you said that like there's a kind of a specific part or reason as to why this question's <laughs> been asked or a, a comment that he has yeah. made when asking said question. So, yeah, what what is this question from Roman? Okay, so Roman has asked, what is our favourite Marvel movie? So this would be MCU movies. And he, then he's put a statement after it. And why is it Morbius? Now, I, I've got to say straight away, Morbius isn't technically a MCU movie. It does have Vulture in it at the end, like as... Um, an after credits scene i believe i haven't actually watched the movie because it just the reviews did not no, tempt me and neither did the trailers uh but yeah more... released three times <laughs> yes uh it's it's a sony movie it's not an actual marvel developed movie is why i see it yes it's a marvel property and stuff but when you say marvel movie i visualize the disney stuff the mcu you know mm -hmm. from iron man or even technically, I think did did the Iron Incredible Hulk come one. out beforehand? I think the first MCU, I think the official first MCU movie was yes, Iron well, Man yeah, was Iron Man. Yeah, and then everything up to uh, what we've had uh, for Love and Thunder, which is the latest one. So now the question is, how much of these movies have you actually seen? Like, have you seen all of the Marvel movies? No. So I've seen. Um, we watched. During, I think it was during lockdown. Maybe we watched everything from, um, yeah, from the first one all the way through to, um, we stopped. Although I have seen obviously films since then, we stopped with the last Avengers film. Okay. So end literally game. watched them all through, uh, all the way. Yeah. So watched them all through all the way to Endgame, and then obviously I've seen some since then, which is where my answer is actually going to come from. But yeah, so I have seen everything. Uh, that was there uh, in the order that was suggested online. Okay. So I, I've watched fav some. I've picked and choose. Alright. So so we'll go with your answer first then, Luke, based off of the ones that you have seen then. If you haven't I seen. Cause... So, ones that stick out to me, I, I did love Avengers Assemble um, that I watched in the cinema 2012. Got some good memories of that. Um, that was back when I had a girlfriend, so that was good. That was a good start. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, great, great start there. Yeah, Th things <laughs> fell off a little bit. Um, and yeah, I think I think my other answer, with, with my actual favourite one. That's got me. That's got me. That's got me. That's got me. It's gonna give uh, this a minute. And the actual answer I'll give is Thor Ragnarok. I think's my favorite one. I did like the comedy in in the film. It's mm -hmm. almost the, the... <sighs> Hemsworth and Hiddleston worked so well together in that. In, in terms of comedic acting at certain points, little, just little things. And it's hard, I, I, I can't really describe it, but yeah, certain little parts of it I just loved. Wow. Okay. I've not watched many, as I said, so. No, 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 I know. I feel like one of them that you've not mentioned, you definitely would have watched, but I'll touch on that in a second. I, I think I know what that is, but still, I'll, I'll let you take the floor then. 
Go, go, go on then, Brad. What's yours? Because you said it's post end game, so I have a feeling I know which one you're going to say. Yeah. So, so my um, without a doubt. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll go back from third to first because you probably do know what my first is going to be. Um, wow, what a pack, by the way. Um, I just opened the foundations pack and got Jack Grealish and uh, Terrier as well in the same in that pack. So my third um, favorite is going to be Venom. Um, what? Now I need to I need to sort of give you a kind of I suppose a bit of a insight or background into this, and it is because. He's actually one of my favourite characters of the Marvel Universe. So even though I feel like there was potential to improve on that movie or that generally, it's it's more him. It's more the character. Um, I didn't so much like the comedy in it. I would like to have been a bit darker. And I hope if they do look to remake it in the future, they go that way. Um, but yeah, it's just... As a character, I really love Venom. For some reason, I've always really liked him. I don't know whether it's part of the A-level graphic design student in me that just liked him in that sense. He like just looked cool. Um, but there's something that always draws me to him. So that's my third favourite. Um, but in terms of like that all aside, second is Deadpool. Um, I just... For me, like Ryan Reynolds and Dead, like Dead, that was just made for him. That character was made for him, and I absolutely love Deadpool. I watched it when it first came out. I watched it so many times. I couldn't even tell you how many. Um, I didn't as much like the second one, um, but the first one I thought was phenomenal. Uh, then my favourite one is actually because of a little bit of nostalgia because I watched it on my birthday because I watched it with my wife <laughs> not my girlfriend at the time um, is uh, Spider-Man No Way From Home um, okay. uh -huh. I just yeah I, I've i liked all the new Spider-Mans with Tom Holland anyway I think he's that style of Spider-Man I think he's been perfect for it but it's just that bit bringing back like the Tobey Maguire, um, the other guy, I can't Andrew, his name. Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield, yeah. yeah. That whole scene and just kind of the feel of that movie, just like gave me that like nice warm nostalgia feel. Um, unfortunately, um, Roman, I haven't seen Morbius, so I can't even comment on that movie for you, uh, even though it's not technically um, an answer for the question you've given us. I don't believe um, Deadpool is either. I don't believe Deadpool's MCU. The actual no, it's movie not. itself. Um, I mean, Deadpool can become MCU. It's sort of similar situation to become, like the not. old Spider-Man movies, like because they technically were originally non-MCU, but now that they featured in the MCU, you can you class those as MCU movies now? They're, I mean, multiverse-wise, yes, I suppose so. Similar to the Venom, because you said Venom, but I put down two non-MCU movies that you basically right, okay. said for yeah. second and third. So Venom No Way Home is not... the answer. <laughs> yeah. But uh, No Way Home you can definitely have. 
But yeah. that because again, Venom features in No Way Home. So again, does that now class as an MCU movie or not? But it is yeah. a Sony, it is a Sony owned um, movie basically, because that that's why they made Venom in the first place is so that they can still expand like the Spider Verse basically, because that's all they have is the rights to any Spider Man uh, based characters. But for me. I would probably agree that Spider-Man No Way Home has to be number one. It's the it's the best, basically. Uh, it's just because of that pure fact of bringing back Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. And Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, I think, is a bit underrated. I know that those mo- movies get slammed heavily, but I actually think they're not as bad as what people make them out to be. I thought the one with, um, with Jamie Foxx was brilliant. I mean, it has its faults. There's no denying that. It has its faults, but yeah, even that one isn't as quite as bad as what people make that out to be. Solid story. Well, not, not necessarily solid, solid story. It has its points. It's probably uh, a little bit bloated, shall we say. Like, if you took out parts of it, like, say, uh, the rhino and stuff, and didn't try to set up the Sinister six elements with it i think it would have been perfectly fine as a movie yeah. but i think it just over bloated itself and then killed itself off because of it but for me i think the the thing with the mcu as time goes on like the quality of it gets better and better i feel yeah second place for me is the winter soldier Captain America okay. the Winter Soldier because mm-hmm. I think as a spy thriller absolutely wonderful uh, the, like the pacing of the movie and, and generally speaking that's the same with like a lot of the MCU movies but just love going back watching that movie time and time again I can't get bored of that movie and I think to be fair where, where the MCU is going as well is quite good like for instance not even talking about some of the programs as well like their programs on disney plus are quite top tier as well i can't say that they've created a bad one yet i mean miss marvel for me is being the weakest out of them because i feel it's more a teeny like more aimed towards the teens than it is like to the general audience like most of the others but loki um captain um no, winter soldier and falcon great one as well it's just pretty much top tier and then obviously the x-men now eventually going to be entered entering it and this fantastic four because of the fact that they've brought 20th century fox so the future for the mcu is just going to get even better yeah and i think a lot of that stuff will now turn to like disney plus i think there'll be a lot more like series as well as movies like i think we'll, we'll see a lot more extensions of of movies mm. in the form of a series as well I think that seems to be the way they like to go. Like, it gets more viewer retention, I suppose, maybe rather than just one sort of box office well, yeah. smash. Well, that's what they're doing with Star Wars, another yes, property yeah. that I absolutely yeah. love. But we have dig- digressed away from Roman's question. Essentially, Roman, I, I apologise. I answered your question in a way that you presented the question with a non-MCU answer, although my favourite one is definitely Spider-Man No Way From Home, based on the nostalgia of... Uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire turning up in that episode um, for sure 
Um, if you do want to submit any questions for us guys for the podcast, uh, then please do uh, look to join our Discord. Uh, our link in that will be down in the description of the YouTube version of this or you can go over and follow us on twitter there and you can slide into our dms and ask us some questions there or comment on some of our latest posts and what i will say for this week as well if you are still looking for a copy of fifa 23 due to one of the series that we had on the youtube channel me and merzgoff are giving away a copy of fifa 23 to our viewers there will be a video going up at the end of this week um, to give you guys a chance to get it before the ultimate edition comes out so we will be um, probably just giving you some credit towards the, the what well the credit to the amount of the um, base version of FIFA but obviously if you want to then top it up to get ultimate edition we will make sure that we get that giveaway done and dusted by the 20th of August um, which is obviously when the final day to pre-order and get all those lovely extras that you'll get for FIFA 23 so make sure you are following us on YouTube, you are subscribed to the channel because there will be a video goes up that will have information in it on what you need to do to basically take part in that giveaway. Um, obviously, we've had a little bit of discussion around the UCL, a bit of discussion around Marvel. Let us know some more comments down below about what you think your favourite Marvel film is, whether it be do you know whether it be MCU or whether it's Sony. Let us know just who your, your favourite Marvel film is. Um, Thank you ever too much to Luke and Mers uh, for joining us on Extra Time. No problem. No problem. And we will catch you guys for the next instalment of the Three Footiers podcast, which will be out next week. I've been B-Rad. Thanks for tuning in. See ya. Peace out, guys. <laughs>